Hi, and welcome to The Three Good Podcast, a weekend podcast where I talk about all things to do with positive psychology, well-being, resilience, mental health, and emotional intelligence. I'm Suk Pabial, your host. So what I'd like to be able to do through this podcast is start to have some really good discussions and conversations around what do we mean when we talk about helping people to be their best selves, and Those of you who know me through professional networks know that that's often how I talk about things. I often talk about people in the sense that I want to design solutions and design thinking and help people think about things in a way which not just helps them to um, achieve something, but to be great at what they're doing. It's about talking about people's strengths. It's about helping people to think about and consider others. It's about helping people to think about their own actions and their reflections and where do they gain those insights from and how are they helping themselves to navigate this world that we live in. And that's going to hopefully be an interesting set of thoughts and discussions. I don't know exactly how it's all going to unfold and where where it's going to go next. But it's going to be an interesting set to be involved in. I've been lucky enough to um, have been on other podcasts. And that's been an enjoyable activity. And what I wanted to do is, for a long while, I wanted to find a space for myself. And I think this is going to be my space, where I can talk about these topics. And I guess that's, a, that's probably the first place to start, really, is, like, why, am I, why do I want to talk about these topics? So, I want to talk about positive psychology, because... There's there's a whole way of being currently where, from my observations and through things I read about, there's a there's a there's a want and a desire in uh, in people to want to know how can they how can they live well how can they thrive, and that's a great question to which a lot of people have an opinion and. Not enough people understand that there is good evidence and research out there that helps us to really think about these topics well. One in particular is um, through the work of Martin Seligman, and he's been heavily influential in my thinking around this. And his work started um, a couple of decades ago now, in, in all, um, I think, and um, in, in earnest at least anyway, around positive psychology where previously he was a psychotherapist and he worked with patients to help them come through the mental health challenges that they were facing. And what he found was that if you could help someone to get from their episodes or their down periods or whatever challenge they were facing and help them to get to a position where they are um, managing and they are living better with their condition that's a really good achievement that's that's probably um one of the best things you could hope for because they are susceptible to um having um um setbacks in different ways because of the conditions and what they what they do for people so to be able to help people understand and gain insights into well, how do I manage myself when I'm in those periods so that the effects aren't as negative or detrimental as they 
potentially can be. And what he found was through his work is that's that's really great to help people get to that point. But there's a whole group of people out there who don't have those challenges, who don't have the kind of scale of mental health challenges um, that um, that some people do have to deal with. So how do we help people who are living their normal daily lives and how do we help them to thrive? You know, that was his question. And I remember hearing this, uh, I remember hearing him talk about this live uh, at a conference speech that he gave and I was absolutely with him. I was so, it, it resonated so much with me. And it resonated with me because that's why I believe in people. I believe in that, that people can be their best self if they have access to what that means and what that can look like and they understand how to put it into practice. And through his work, what he's been able to find is that there is where, there are ways that we can research how do people live well and not just through his work. There have been many others as well who have taken on that uh, that world of thinking and they've developed some really good um, insights into and helping us to think about techniques that enable us to think well, do better and potentially be able to thrive in our lives. And that's a really, for me, that, that, that that's quite an important piece. And also what it talks about is it talks about helping people to find their strengths. Because if you can help people talk about and think about their strengths, you start to engage in yourself a different type of conversation. And that's really, that's really interesting to me because that's not something we often think about. It's not something we often give ourselves permission to think about as well. You know, normally in our day-to-day lives, we have two main places that we have to operate out of. And um, those of you who heard me talk in uh, workshops and conferences will be familiar with this. Your first place tends to be your home, where you have your family and your social life, and you have to take care of that because it's an important part of um, you know, the, the social relationships that we have, as well as the family element and, element and making sure that um, our family are as close to us as they can be in as, as many healthy ways as possible. So you take that, that's one place, and then the second place tends to be the work where we tend to have to go to work because for most of us, we have to work in order to enjoy various things in life. And um, through work, we are enabled to be able to be, um, to do the things we want to, buy the things we want to, survive even um, in some circumstances. And, um, And although some people will find work which is truly fulfilling and helps them to do those things in um, I suppose, in abundance, then there are far more people who are not at that stage, who are not, who don't have that freedom of choice to be able to work around and figure out how do I find work that is fulfilling in the way that I see some people be able to do that. So if we have those first and second places where we tend to occupy most of our time, most of our energy, and it's where... Um, and it's where most of our efforts go into, then how do we allow ourselves an extra space where we can start to look after ourselves and start to really pay attention to what is it I need as a person to be well? 
what is it I need to be able to thrive? And how do we help people to answer those questions? You know, so how do I, how do we help people to be able to answer questions around uh, what are my strengths? And if I understand my strengths, what does that mean for the work I do? And if the work I do doesn't help me develop and work on my strengths, then how do I find work that does help me to do that? And not just those questions, but other questions as well, where we start to also think about what kind of relationships am I, do I have in my life? Do I have relationships where I am being encouraged and supported to thrive? Or do I have relationships that, that, are working, that aren't working towards that aim and that goal? Through to other considerations around, you know, am I, uh, am I being financially uh, mindful about how I spend my money, how I save, how I budget? And because that ends up having quite a significant impact as to how well we feel we are and how pressured we feel we are as well. Through to our emotional health and you know, how, do I, um, how do I find support in others with others, how do I express my feelings and my emotions when I have them? And when I do that, how do I do it to help me be the best person I can be? So some good questions there that really get through to helping gain insight and awareness into um, how you're living and what that means. And start to make choices based on those que- the answers to those questions. Which is quite a journey. And I've, I'm... By no means have I got the answers to all those questions because they're all individual based. And what I hope to do through the podcast is be able to surface those questions, help people think about those in other ways. So that's why positive psychology interests me is because it really helps us to think about it personally helps me to think about how do I how do I how do I want to help people? You know, where does that come from? How do I help people to achieve their own sense of success? And what that can be. So that's around that piece. The other, the other, um, I want to link to that is the topics of well, well-being, where we can start to help people think about how am I living well, right? And it's very much linked into the topic of positive psychology and thinking about your strengths. Um, but at a more kind of physical and mental level, it's around what am I regularly doing. To ensure that my my physical and my mental state are as well maintained as they can be, and you know, unfortunately, people think that there there has there have to be these weird, wonderful, big, crazy things that you have to do. And the the reality is, actually, it's much more accessible than that. It's around just doing regular daily things that help you to maintain your well being in very, very um, uh, practical ways. And, you know, it, it starts from the kind of basics of eating well, resting well, uh, being physically active, um, as well as finding time to reflect and have time for yourself, which is um, uh, where you're not being uh, distracted by m- the media, your smartphone, um, others. And you're able to be able to um, take your thoughts, understand them, think about stuff and think about how you want to keep evolving what you're doing as a person. And when we, when we talk about those topics, then um, it starts to help us to think about 
have I got the right set of behaviors? Yeah, and if I don't, then how how can I improve what I do so that I feel better for longer? Because when we improve our well-being across those two main dimensions of physical and mental health is when um, other things are likely to be well for us as well. Then I, I also want to talk about resilience because it's very much linked to the well-being piece. You know, you can't be resilient if you're if you're not well. Essentially, resilience is around the is about the ability to be able to manage and 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 um, get through tough times in a way which is helpful, and you are able to do that because when you're not facing tough times. You're doing good things to maintain yourself, right? And be a well person. And that's where the two are kind of, in, as, I, as, I, as I see it, the two are inextricably linked. If you're taking care of yourself on a regular basis, when you do have down periods, and everyone faces those in different ways, right? When you do have down periods, you're able to manage that much more in a healthy way because you've been able to build up so much good reserve of activity, behavior, social connections, personal um, reflections, that when you're facing those tough times, you know that you're going to be, you have a sense of, I'm going to be okay, because I know that when I'm not facing these tough periods, life is well and life is good, because I've got all these other things I do. And then I also want to... um, delve more into the topic of emotional intelligence as well because for me that that is very much around helping people to understand how they can how they can articulate their emotions in a way which is helpful to themselves and to others I think at its core one of the main main elements of emotional intelligence is being able to understand that if I can understand my emotions and if I can express them in a healthy way, it can only improve relationships. And if that's one of the cause, if that's one of the ways to think about emotional intelligence, and there's many ways to think about what the topic can mean. If that's one of the ways to think about it, then that has to mean that we have to pay attention to our emotions. We can't dismiss them. And you know, in, in, personal lives, in business life, in family life, in um, in any kind of sphere of work that we're involved with. I hope to be able to share that as we are able to understand and articulate our emotions, we give ourselves that strength and that um, focus where we can allow people to know where we are on any kind of number of issues and also how we want to be able to work with others, collaborate and um, meet them where they are and meet, help them meet us where we are and find a way to be able to um, work with each other in a way which we may not have done before. I think there's a lot of power to that and there's a lot of insight and strength around that that we can explore. And then I think that takes us through to wanting to think about mental health and how do we help people to accept um, in others where that that if they are facing mental health challenges that we can support them that we can be there with them that we don't have to judge we don't have to um we we don't have to 
um, chastise or make them feel worth less because of the things that they may be facing. That if they are facing these challenges, there are people around them that they can rely on, that they can talk to, that they can confide in, and that will be a good and healthy conversation. And also thinking about our own mental health as well. I'm quite fortunate I don't suffer any um, mental health um, episodes of any kind of sort. I have faced different hardships and um, and I have gone through counselling and therapy myself. And as to be able to help me know that when I need to find that support, I can do that. And I want to be able to help people think about those things in, in ways which are helpful to them. That it's okay to openly discuss these things and share them with others. And we don't have to necessarily divulge um, details. But helping people to know that it's okay to talk. And that's all we're asking people to do. When you look at the Mind campaign and when you look at the work that Samaritans try and do. All they're saying, well I say all they're saying, they're obviously trying to do many, many things to help. And one of the things that they often advocate around is that just by talking to others, we are helping ourselves and our own mental health states. And that's quite a powerful thing which we can really... Um, uh, dismissed sometimes and we just don't want to pay attention to it. So those are the different things I want to talk about and I hope that they spark an interest. Um, a couple other things. One is around um, why have I called it the Three Good Podcast? So a while ago I spoke to a, a friend of mine, David D'Souza, and I asked him, how do I take this stuff that I want to be able to do and turn it into some kind of product? And he helped me land on the idea that I could call whatever the thing is, three good. So I'm grateful to David for that. And if this podcast turns something wildly successful, I'll always make sure I uh, attribute to him. Um, and so that's one piece of it. The other piece of it is, in positive psychology, there's a, a piece of research done around how do people, how can we help people to uh, to feel better for longer through a, an activity that they can do. And I really like the activity. It's called Three Good Things. I call it Three Good Things. And in the research that uh, Martin Seligman did on this, what he did was he asked a group of people to reflect on their day. And when he asked them to reflect on their day, he did it through the proper kind of scientific uh, methodology, where he asked one group to just write down things about happened in their day. He asked another group to think about what went well in their day. And what he did was he compared what were the long-lasting effects of that of those two different types of activity. And what he found was that the group who wrote down what went well in their day had longer lasting feelings of positivity and optimism and hope. And it was because they were reflecting on themselves and their actions in a way they'd never been asked to do before. Whereas the other group who just wrote down things around how their day went didn't have longer lasting feelings of the same things. And I find that really interesting because what that means is we can, it, we can build 
a behavior which can help us to think about things in a different way. And when we do that, we start to purposefully adapt and want to do those things more because we, we see the benefit in doing that. As an example, if you go and check out on Twitter the hashtag three good things with the number three, you'll see people share this in different ways. And I love reading those um, shares that people put out there. And by no means, it's a public thing that has to be done. It's how some people choose to share what they're going through. And there are many other people who choose to. I know because they've told me that what they like to do is they like to journal it. They like to um, do a voice cast to themselves. In some way, they're just keeping it private. And that's great because what they're doing is they're finding purposeful ways to be able to hold on to the things that have gone well. And if I come back to the resilience piece, what that means is that when you talk about, when you think about your day and what's gone well, even when you're having hard days, it helps you to realize that that's okay. If I've had a hard day, I don't have to have had things that have gone well today. They may well have been, but I don't have to force myself to get there. I know that tomorrow is another day and I can think about things being well on that day in a, in a different way. And the other interesting thing as well is that when you, when, when you ask people to think about these things, they come out with some really, really great things. Sometimes it can be really profound, right? And it can be really deep and personal and meaningful. At other times, and at other times it can be something as simple as, I had lunch today, I talked to um, a friend at work today and we had a good catch up. Uh, through to, uh, I had my birthday party today and it was an amazing experience. Or um, we're leaving on our holiday today or I got married today. And of course those are going to be overwhelmingly positively events. Um, and you know you, you, can move, you can be anywhere on that spectrum of, I, I was able to do something today I didn't think I was going to have the time to do. Through to... I knew today was going to be a great day, and it was a great day. So that's why I've called it, that's why I wanted to focus on three good things, is because it enables us to be able to think about things in a way which we don't ordinarily give ourselves permission to do. It feels like, and it often, I often hear back that it can be quite an indulgent thing to, to take the time to practice and do. It probably is. And at the same time, that's what it should be, right? It should be something that is indulgent because it is about you. It's about taking the time to think about what has gone well for me today. And when I see the practice being done, and I do it myself, I don't always share it publicly, but I do certainly do it on a regular basis. It really helps me to think more positively about what's coming up, what's happened today, how am I feeling, what's going on for me. And I notice when I don't do it that sometimes I miss a step on uh, cues around uh, maybe I can think about something in a different way. Maybe I can think about um, what I want to do next. And th sometimes those things happen and or I miss things. And it's because I noticed that I've missed the, um, the, the, the regular behavior. So it's something I'd like um, as a piece in my first podcast. It's something I'd like you to consider is... How do you do that reflection? How do you take the time to think about the things that have gone well for you? Check out the hashtag on Twitter. It can be quite a, a fun thing to read. And if you choose to do it, then find a way to do it that makes sense for you. 
um, I, I'm, I'm certainly not going to advocate that it has to be done in social media because not everyone's comfortable posting in those areas. Um, and it'd be, it'd be really interesting to hear how people respond to that as well. But certainly that's, that's the, uh, one of the other main reasons as to why I wanted to call the podcast Three Good. So from here on out, I hope to come back um, on a regular weekend basis. Hope to be able to share things with you. Maybe bring in some other people. And I look forward to doing this um, with you all, having some good conversation. And thanks for listening to the first episode. See you on the next one.